Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I, I don't think that's a very good attitude. It's Mike Shope. You don't think? You don't, you don't think? But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, Okay. You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to? It's the Bulldog. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. Well, I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you it's are. Mike I'm not. Yes, you and are. the Bulldog on WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, rolling along here on a Monday afternoon. Thanks for hanging with me today, us, Zach Jones. I am the Bulldog. Mike Shope has the day off today. Super pumped to welcome back to the Wester Hotline our next guest. Runs a salary analysis website called Spot Track. He is Mike Giannitti, and your phone must be ringing off the hook this time of the year, buddy. <laughs> How are things going, man? <laughs> Good, good to be back. So, yeah, I just I just finished up an article on Bobby Witt Jr.'s contract extension, so you can understand what kind of crazy time of year it is for me. Over right? Here. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, you're 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 covering all the all the sports, not just our Bills and not just the NFL, of course. But that is the focus uh, of our visit here. Um, macro view here before we get into like some individuals and just how unmovable maybe some some of what the Bills would like to free up uh, exactly is. Um, they're, they're in a tough spot. We're hearing the number. Do you know the exact number that they're over at this point, or does that fluctuate? It fluctuates. There's a lot of uh, incentives and rollover stuff that's coming from the league soon that we'll have a better handle of. But right now we're at about the minus 50 mark. So, you know, even the estimations aren't great, <laughs> you know, and we're, right. uh, we're headed toward a couple, a couple of tough weeks inside the Bills front office here. How bad is that within the league? And, like, isn't New Orleans still, like, 80 in the red or something? Like, how in the world? They're not even good anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell, exactly, right? They're, yeah, they're negative 82 according to our numbers. Uh, Buffalo's second, you know, handedly second in, in minus 51. And the, and the Dolphins are kind of neck and neck with them. So, Buffalo, Miami, mm-hmm. you know, as it, as it maybe has been for a long time, are, are kind of kind of running the same path here. But, yeah, the Saints are the – the breadwinners annually it's the uh, <laughs> yeah. it's the biggest job in in all of sports is getting them cap compliant by march right so 
I don't know. Is it a stupid question to ask how we end up here? I mean, I think we all follow the league well enough to know. Like, there's a salary cap, and the Bills have been in a window here where they're trying to max out, and they haven't gotten there. And I don't know. This feels kind of like, um, I don't know, a get-right year or maybe a get-right couple of years? Like, how, how would you say they're positioned here? Obviously, being 50 in the red is, is hardly ideal. Not ideal. Uh, I don't know if I'd label it with, you know, they have to change course yet, you know, kind of like your reference in there. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm, I'm in the mindset that this is just what it takes to have a contending team. And, and when you have mm-hmm. a hard salary cap and a threshold that you have to deal with, you're going to have to bounce some things back and forth a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, maybe the reason they're here significantly is they kept a lot of players, right? They didn't turn anybody over really from that first iteration when things started to go well. You know, the Matt Milano situation has already gone three contracts deep. Tredavious White, Deion Dawkins, you, you, the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. They've got nine, nine cap hits right now at $10 million plus. It's one of the heftier situations in all of football, and that's why they've got a minus 50 next year cap space right now. So it's, a, it's an okay problem to have. I, wouldn't, I, I don't think there's, you know, red sirens going off inside okay. the front office right now, but uh, certainly there's going to be some carnage. That's just how it works. You've got to give a little to get a little. Yeah. The, the Chiefs are just, you know, again, on a macro view, they have had a couple of years here where it felt like they were kind of maybe, I don't know, maybe you'll balk at this phrasing, taking their medicine, so to speak. And they've managed to win the Super Bowl in one of them, and they're in the Super Bowl again. So, like, we'll see. Um, that would really be quite a feat. Um, that's why I said, like, maybe it's a, it's, a, it's a reset sort of situation for the Bills. But how can they keep going? Like, what are the obvious things uh, to do here that will free up money for them? There's, I think, some obvious extension candidates. Mike's website has a, a fantastic rundown uh, of this, SpotTrack.com. Um, of of a number of players that you think would make sense to redo deals for? So the Josh Allen one is the easy one, right? That's the one where you just take his salary and make it a signing bonus, give him some extra cash for March and April, and say we're going to free up $22 million of cap space. That's, that's basically already baked into the cake here. Um, but in terms of new contracts, how can we lower cap hits this year with new contracts? I think Deion Dawkins makes a heck of a lot of sense. He just had his best season by basically every metric. You can see the chemistry that he's got in this organization and in this community, quite frankly. Uh, so you bump him out a bunch of years, lower that cap hit this year, and everybody, I think, is happy with that. I, I'd probably do the same thing with Taron Johnson. I think everybody here saw mm-hmm. just how important that player was in, in maybe a hybrid role here to that defense. So uh, lower that cap hit, bump him out a few years. There's three areas where, from a football standpoint, I think everybody's pretty happy, and, and it helps the financials as well. Then it gets a little murky, right? Then it gets into that reset conversation you're talking about because how long is Dawson Knox in that contract going to stick around? How long is Mitch Morse going to play football? You know, what are you going to do with Roger Douglas, who looked great in the system but is entering an expiring contract here in 2024? Uh, and then there's some weapons as well, Naeem Hines, Deontay Hardy, that you can make some decisions on as well. But, uh, you know, a little bit of good, a little bit of easy, and some tough decisions coming for sure. Does the Knox... The Knox contract is an interesting one because of Kincaid. I mean, a first-round pick, and like I know, twelve personnel, two tight ends. You know, you want you want to have you know guys that can play and and give you variety of formations and all all the things that affords you. But man, when one of them, and it's the I think probably moving forward, the guy you'd expect to be the lesser of the two as far as a pass receiving option goes. Man, it's a big number for Knox. I think for what he is. It is. 
right? The, the role has been reduced for sure because of what Dalton Kincaid is going to be for this offense. There's no question about it. Uh, so how long can you keep his essentially 10 to $12 million salary on the books? This is kind of the last year of guarantees, right? We're running into uh, sort of that line of demarcation on Knox's contract. So maybe they can figure out a situation where everybody's happy because Kincaid is inexpensive, you know, not for right. at least one more full season after 2025. That's when things have to get funny with him. So you can kind of stagger this process, but you're right. It's not common for teams to carry two high-profile, high-paid tight ends in this league, even if a lot of teams are going to that 12 system, as you mentioned. Yeah. On the line with uh, Mike Genity from Track here going over the Bills' salary cap situation and how they can maybe free up some room to do some business here. Uh, there's some other ideas that maybe we'll get to, but I, I don't want to go any longer without getting to the reason that I first contacted you on Saturday afternoon when I did. This sort of started when we were talking through Stefan Diggs' comments from the Pro Bowl on Friday that were, you know, a little too familiarly cryptic, I, I guess. You know, just... You know, okay, what's going on there? Does he think something's going to happen? Does he want something to happen? And we always end up at $31 million. That's the dead number, and I just think yeah. that's an immovable object. Um, and I know like teams can find ways, but how, how immovable is it, and what are the different permutations? Not that I'm rooting for any of these eventualities to actually come to pass, but if the Bills wanted to release him post-June 1st even or trade him, what sort of money and, and dead money are we talking about? Yeah, so the 31 is absolutely accurate. And, and the problem with that is it's $31 million of bonus dead cap, right? He's already earned it. He's already made the money. It's already on the books and paid out, which means it's Buffalo's no matter what happens, whether they trade him, whether they release him. Now they can stagger it with the post-June 1st like you're talking about a little bit. But that's not a situation where that's guaranteed salary that gets transferred to a new team when you trade him. That 31 is all Buffalo's. Uh, so, so anything happening – in the immediacy, it is very, very unlikely. Let's put it that way. And I'm, I'm being gentle with this conversation because you're right. <laughs> His words were not very clear, right? And I think that's probably on purpose. So uh, if he walked up to the front office today and said, I'd like a trade, a lot of things would have to happen. And the one thing that needs to happen is we need to get past June 1st because there is no post-June 1st designated trade. The trade actually has to happen June 2nd or later, which complicates things. You're past the draft. You're way past free agency. You, you know, maybe you can account for some things, but you have to keep his $27 million cap it on your books to do so. So I, I don't think there's any scenario, truly, where Stefan Diggs is not a member of the Buffalo Bills, at least to start the 2024 season. You want to talk about something at the trade deadline, if it gets to that point, I'm not going to project out that far. But the contract itself says we got to get through this season, and we should want to. He's still a nice player for sure. And then we'll talk about things after 2024 when the contract, again, has yeah. that line of demarcation. So there is – but we see, I'm so glad this is why we reached out to you, Mike, because talking about it on Friday, I'm like, I don't know. I know there's the post-June 1 release thing, and guys you hear all the time about guys that are going to be released, but it's not going to be official until June 1st because that's you know more beneficial and splits up that dead cap money. That that can't happen with trades. So I learned something. I thought maybe that that could happen with trades. That you could announce a trade and then have it not be official until June. But you're telling me no. So there's no way to split up the 31 other than flat out releasing him, and that probably isn't going to happen. Let me clarify that the dead cap still does split with the trade. Oh, after June 1st. What I'm saying is though you can't just announce that you're going right, to do it right, in right, March. Right. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And then eventually trade him. So. Either way, you, you can post-June 1st trade him and, and free up $19 okay. million of cap space at that point in time. 
So, you know, if somebody blows them away with a summer, a summer offer, you know, of multiple draft mm-hmm. picks that they want to take it on, it's doable. The reason I'm not saying that's, that's a likely situation is it's really hard to make a move like that in, July, in June and July and August right. with so much of the offseason already gone and so many decisions already made. But I'm not going to say that's not a possibility. It could absolutely get to that point. I got you. Okay, good. Thank you for the clarification, and I'm sorry. I think I, I required the, the clarification because I muddied up the waters there. Um, as far as just so we're thorough, if they wanted to release him with a post-June 1 designation, what are the breakdowns? They carry his $27 million cap hit through June 1st. They take on about $9 million of dead cap. No, excuse me. Yes, $9 million of dead cap this year. So they're freeing up $19 million. So that, that sounds good, right? And then yeah. there's $22 million of dead cap next year, which in the grand scheme of things, you know, isn't the worst number we've seen. But, you know, nobody likes to take that on for a player that's not on your roster anymore. So it, it's certainly possible, you know. It's certainly a situation that could go down. Uh, I don't think that releasing Stefan Diggs and getting absolutely nothing back from him is, is within the Bills' range right now, knowing what we know. Right, yeah, that, that's the other piece of this, too, Mike. Just to me, you've got the dead money to deal with, and even if you had an appetite to to want to do it, your roster and like the money, the, the, you're going to be impacted by the dead money, obviously, you're trying to dig out of a hole in the first place, and your number two receiver is probably leaving as a free agent. So, I mean, it just it feels to me like, Whatever Diggs might be alluding to when talking about they can't put the carriage ahead of the horse and whatever he's he's talking about at the Pro Bowl, I, I just feel like everybody's got to just sit down and go, okay, we we, we just got to like get through this, and because positionally they'd be nowhere at receiver if, if even if he cost half that to to release, they'd ha- they'd be they'd be in a tough spot, I think. That's right. There's already so many other mouths to feed and positions and holes to fill. Uh, to me, this is one of the least of their problems, as long as, you know, and it's, I guess it's possible, as long as he's not saying out loud, this is, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we've seen that quite a bit in sports. It's not, you know, something that's new. Um, but to me, the bigger question is, do you touch this contract at all? You right. Know, do, you, do you carry that full cap hit knowing that, you know, things are probably going to go wayside after this year and you want to make sure that the dead cap doesn't pile up too much in 2025 for a situation you're going to get out of? Or is that just a cap at a twenty, you know, almost twenty-eight million that you have to do something too because we're at minus fifty now and there's you know plenty of work to do in over the next couple of months. Would you advise against doing? I, I, I'm thinking don't touch that contract. I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I, I don't have the full scope of, of the, what the plans are here. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know how aggressive. I know Brandon Bean has said aggressive is not going to be the word we're going to go with this year, but uh, you know, you could probably stand to do a few million dollars. Uh, if you had to, and, and just kind of understand that every little bit's going to help, especially when it comes to signing draft picks. Uh, you know, and, and the other issue is that you probably aren't going to touch the Von Miller contract either, uh, unless you're going to make a huge swing with it. So are there going to be two gigantic cap hits that you don't feel like you can touch this offseason? And, uh, and just how much damage is that going to do to rebuilding the rest of this roster? That, that might be what, what I have in my head when I'm thinking about taking your medicine this year because yeah. those those are two veteran guys with big numbers that you know I think in like, they already have done this with Diggs um you know kick the can down the road as as they say but on Miller yeah like I, I'm I'm sort of the same here um just put your head down like look there's no there's no way to tell tell anyone that that was a good signing it is not working out and you know the injury history now is a factor but I don't think that I 
want to run the risk of pushing that even further? Like where where are we at on Miller as far as flexibility in that contract? They're, 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 it would have to hurt a lot, I would think. For sure. There's a lot of damage there. It's, it's, it's a similar conversation, unfortunately, right? It's about $32.5 million of dead cap. Now, some of that is a guaranteed salary for 2024. So there's a little bit of wiggle room if a suspension comes in and voids that guarantee or if by any, any, any means you can find a way to trade this player, that would transfer to the new team. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at this point in time, it's an absolute sunk cost, and I would include 2024 in that sunk cost. There's a there's a world, and I've seen other teams do this, uh, not here yet, where the 10 million plus that's guaranteed right now would simply be a buyout, and some teams would just say we're going to take our chops and release this player and pay him that money on the way out the door and take on the gigantic cap hit just because we understand how bad the situation is. But from a football and a business standpoint, taking the lump right now is actually the best way forward to clean this up. It's similar. It's not similar, but financially it's similar Mm -hmm. to what just happened in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. You know, we're just going to replace this with a rookie contract, and we're going to move forward and understand that it's going to be the biggest head cap hit in the history of the NFL, essentially, and and, and we'd rather do it in one year than two years because it's just better for everybody going forward. It's an ugly situation. There's not a a great answer. Um, and how they operate is going to be really fascinating with this one, right? So twenty four, like so, your 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 way forward here is to sort of just keep yeah. that contract as is and deal with it in the because when he first came here, six year deal, but there was a lot of talk, maybe even from you, Mike, about it's three years and this amount, and we're well, this will be year three, right? Yes, yeah, about three for fifty five, uh, give or take a little bit here, so. Uh, unfortunately not the deal they wanted. Here's the thing, and, and I'll say this. There's some positive. There's a little bit of positive. There's only about $15 million at dead cap next year. Right? So you really just have to get through this year, and maybe that means you can push some of it down the road. right? Because you can take a $20, $22 million dead cap hit in what will be a $260 million league salary cap. You know, The math isn't super crazy there. So this may be a contract you just restructured because you have to restructure it for this year knowing that you're just not going to get much bang for buck coming back on the field at this point in time. So, you know, where, where Diggs' contract's already over 20 in dead cap, 22 in dead cap, this one's at 15. So maybe the Miller contract is the one you start to finagle just a little bit for 2024 purposes. All right, Mike Giannitti, uh from Track on the Western Hotline for just a few more minutes. As far as straight-up releases here, I, 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 I've mentioned this a few times. I'm always reluctant to do it because of, you know, he's – Sean McDermott's first draft pick. He's been such an excellent player. The injury history now with, with Tredavious White, two season enders in three years, awfully tough. And what's the, what, what's, you're thinking release for him, maybe? Unfortunately, to me, it's, it's an absolute no brainer and it has nothing to do with the player itself, like you're referencing there. Uh, this is just a contract that you're at the point where you probably should get out no matter what, right? He's 29 going on, going on 30 here. You're, you're in year four of a five or five of a six year contract. Uh, this would have been a time to either extend the player or probably do something about it anyway. So you factor in the injuries and it becomes a no brainer. You want to bring this guy back on an incentive laden, like one year deal. I, I'm all for something like that. We've seen a lot of, of, of careers be resurrected in that regard. I just think this two year, 22 million left in this contract, when you can free up 6 million of cap right now that you absolutely need, that's just a decision you have to make. And if it's something you come back to, 
you know, a little later in March, then then absolutely. But for now, it's going to have to be an outright release. Right. So without running down the rest of the list of releases, Saran Neal, Naheem Hines, et cetera, Mm -hmm. um, if the Bills follow what you have here on your website, where do they come out going into March uh, as far as, like, you know, shopping money? Yeah, so let's say all the extensions and everything come to fruition, right? And uh, I think we could they could be in about the twenty to twenty-five million positive cap space range, uh, which, when you factor in the draft class and some off-season moves and getting your roster up to ninety players and all that, isn't a heck of a lot. So you know, even with all the work that I have laid out here with like eleven or twelve bullet points, you're still not in a position where you're going to make any sort of splash this free agency, in mm-hmm. my opinion. You're just going to have to. Be creative. Uh, maybe one-year deals with void years, so the cap hit remains low. We've seen that become kind of a thing in the NFL, and uh, and just hope that you can get some team-friendly extensions out of some of these names we mentioned today. Yeah. What well, before we go, um, Gabe Davis. I'm I'm sort of assuming he'll find something out there that is more to his liking than what the Bills can afford to do here. Um, I think it's pretty interesting that he said there was no talk about a contract extension during the season. Like that sounds very much like the Bills are willing to let him go to the market. And who knows? You know, we thought Matt Milano was a goner, and there've been others. And you know, yeah. maybe they figure out a way here. But what do you have for like a market value for Gabe Davis on the on the open market? Yeah, he's been one of those guys that's really bounced around right, production-wise, role-wise, usage-wise. He's about $13.5 million a year right now, which is pretty far down the line when you talk about Tyreek being at 30 and you know, yeah. Justin Jefferson probably going north of that, Jamar Chase probably going north of that. Uh, so this is essentially a third-tier wide receiver contract, which is what we have him valued at. I'd expect him to do better. I, I think there's teams that see him in a bigger role. Um, and maybe want to pay for the player that he can be. So could this thing get up to $18 million? Maybe. You know, that's probably where the going rate for a free agent wide receiver is going to be, T. Higgins, Calvin Ridley. If he's in this conversation, wouldn't surprise me. But from a production standpoint, it's just been super inconsistent to the point of where the mathematics just kind of keeps him pretty low. Yeah, right. I, I, I would not. I don't even want. I wouldn't want the Bills to pay him ten, honestly, to keep him around. Like, yeah. and I recognize his value to an extent. I mean, he's on the field all the time, and works hard and, and all that. But whew, that's a lot. That's a lot of dough for a guy that, to me, I, I just think is barely a number two receiver uh, in the league. Last thing, quickly, you mentioned the Dolphins. I, I, I'm not going to get super intricate with you here, but they, they they're a little they're a little in the weeds too. Mm, big time, yeah. It's been. It's been almost over the last 18 months altogether, right? So where the Bills have kind of drawn this out over four seasons, this has been we got to go, 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 go in Miami, and now it's really all coming to get them. And and then they've got you know minus 50 of cap space and two gigantic contracts, maybe three if you include Christian Wilkins, Jalen Waddle, and Tua all this offseason that that probably should get done. I'm not sure if they'll get there, but just an absolute amount of cash and cap getting thrown around that organization just to stick around and, and be relevant. And we'll see what happens. Cause it's, it's a situation I've seen where the wheels fall off quickly when you try to do too much too quickly. All right, Mike, thanks a lot for the time. Really, really appreciate it. And I don't know if uh, we'll need to call on you again at some point during the off season. Um, but uh, hopefully if we do, you'll answer our, our call. Anytime. I appreciate it, man. That is Mike Genetti. Spot track is the website. Fantastic resource. Like it's open on the browser, not all year round, but this time of the year, pff, always there. Great salary cap analysis, and uh, if you want to check that out, it's the AFC East 2024 offseason financials is where you can find that uh, at spottrack.com news. Uh, but really good. 
uh, I'd, I'd uh, suggest giving it a buzz as we didn't cover all of what he suggests, but we did cover most of it. All right. 803-0550 is the number. And any thoughts on what we heard from Mike? It really sounds to me like D- Diggs, that, that just is, nothing is happening there. Uh, however he sounds is how he sounds. I, I just, this is how I felt on Friday, like and analyzing his words and what he means. Like, I don't think the bills can afford to do anything with him from a football standpoint and from a financial standpoint. So I, that's where I'm at. If you're feeling differently about that, feel free to chime in here at eight Oh three Oh five fifty. And kind of the same goes for Miller too. Like, I, I think you're just going to have to hope you get something worthwhile out of him. I'm not that worried about Diggs's production as much. I mean, I recognize what's happened here in the tail end of this season uh, and, and why there'd be concern there. But to me, he's in a very different situation than Miller is in. Miller coming off injuries and just, what am I got? What, you know, what am I going to get here? Um, I just don't think there's any flexibility there. I think you just kind of suck it up. But uh, you could feel differently. Feel free to let me know. 803-0550, again, is the number. Mike Shope is off today. I am the Bulldog. Thanks for listening to WGR. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.